Hey, bookworms. Welcome to the Picky Bookworm Podcast. I am so glad you are here. I am the Picky Bookworm, and I love bringing recognition to indie and self-published books through book reviews, proofreading, and podcasting. Every Saturday, I get to talk to a member of the writing community, from book bloggers to authors and even other podcasters like myself. I'll include a link to my website where you can leave a comment with your thoughts on the show or questions for the author that I may not have gotten to. You can also find information on how to sponsor this podcast. Ready? Grab your tea, wine, or laundry, and let's get to it. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Picky Bookworm Podcast. I am so thrilled that you guys are here. I have a really great episode for you today. I am here with Danny Hoots. She is an author that I know from Twitter, and she was so kind uh, to come and chat with me today. So we're going to have plenty of book recommendations. We're going to have plenty of book chats and live chats. So grab your tea grab your wine, grab your laundry, Caroline, and we're going to get started. I got my tea. (laughs) I have Monster. (laughs) Thanks for having me. Oh, thank you so much for coming and and chatting with me today. Uh, We were, before we hit record, we were talking about my cat needing to be in here. I happen to glance over to where he is laying and he's got one of his back paws pulled up and he is chewing on his foot. Just nom, nom, nom. <laughs> yeah, just nom, nom and away on his foot. He's, if you follow me on Twitter at all, you've probably seen a lot of the just really weird cat photos. And um, I, I see on YouTube and I see other people with black cats and apparently black cats are just weird. They're just Siamese. Do what? Siamese cats are weird, too. They are. I used to have a, um, a Himalayan, uh, which is a long-haired Siamese, uh, growing up. And she was she was rather strange. I never realized they were long-haired Siamese. I guess they would be. Yeah, they're, um, it's, a, uh, it's a crossbreed between a Persian and a Siamese. And they, they call them the, the Himalayan breed. Um, and they basically, they have the coloring like a Siamese, and then they have the long hair like a Persian. And so they're just, they're super soft and super pretty. Um, so they just, they have the attitude kind of like a Siamese. They do. <laughs> so, yeah. friend had one, they took care of it for, for a month. We would just hang out. <laughs> yeah, cats are, cats are fun. My, my husband wants a dog. And I um, told him when we get our house that he can have a dog because he wants a big one. And our one bedroom apartment is just not big enough for a dog. So um, I, I couldn't, I could not do that to a dog. Um, so I'm like, he needs a yard. So <laughs> whenever we get our house and we have a fenced in yard, then you can have a dog. But for an apartment, we need cats. Um, okay. So now that we've gotten the the cat talk out of the way, um, go ahead and um, give us just a little bit of um, the story, like behind how you got started writing, just kind of who you are, um, and you know what inspires you. All right. So um, I've been writing since I was 
very little. I'm one of those people who like always wrote stories and recent, well, not recently anymore, but my parents moved from like my childhood home down to Arizona and um, they had all the boxes of like papers and I'm like going through and going, oh my God, cringe, cringe. <laughs> but things haven't changed. I always like the bad guy. <laughs> But uh, um, so I have all those. Um, I uh, was really, I really love Star Wars and you, it's a podcast, so they can't see, but these are all Star Wars books. Oh, wow. <laughs> so I you have, have, whole... you have three, three bookshelves um, behind you. Those are all Star Wars books. Wow. I have one. <laughs> I, have, I have one Star Wars book in my Kindle and I, I got it for, um, May. I got it for the to read for Star Wars Day and never managed to get to it. I think I bought it like two, maybe three years ago. And I think two years ago. And um, I was going to read it and then um, post about it for Star Wars Day. Completely. I just never got to it. So it's been sitting in my Kindle. And I think I now that I have a couple of months warning, I I might have to schedule it for for May this year. And, and Which one is it? Star Wars Day. Um, I think it is. Let me see if I can find it. It's like Master Master, Master Apprentice. And, I think so. Master and Apprentice. It's like that's my favorite the, one. The cover has Qui Gon and Obi Wan. I think on the on the front of it. Yeah, that's that one. Um, yeah, that's my favorite one, actually. Really? Okay. Yes. So, <laughs> um, I have the new ones. They have to put Mr. Apprentice. Yeah, it's this. Well, let me see if I can get it to. It's this yep. one. Okay, so that one's your favorite out of yeah. all of them. Okay, so it's probably pretty good. Of because the it's okay. the old canon and then the new canon. Because when Disney bought it, they took all the books and were like, they're no longer canon. And they made them legends. So like that half is legends in this <laughs> new canon. Well, it's, it's nice to know that I, that I managed to pick a good one. Um, I, I've always been a Trekkie growing up. Um, I, I've always appreciated like the visual just how stunning all of the sets and all of the, you know, all of that stuff is in Star Wars. But for Star Trek, I've always appreciated the, um, you know, because they're explorers, they meet all of these new species and they have all of these languages. And, um, you know, so I've just always been more of a fan of Star Trek because of that. Um, and, you know, but... I've never been the whole Star Trek is better than Star Wars. It's whichever one you prefer, because there are a lot of people that they prefer that, that visual stunningness. Yes, I know that's not a word, but they, they prefer that, that visual and that expansive and, um, you know, the, the flying through space and the, you know, just seeing the sunset in the, in the back of this big, huge planet. Um, you know, and then there's the people that they prefer the um, the exploration part and the, the meeting new cultures and the, you know, and all of that. So I don't necessarily think that one is better than the other. It's just really what you prefer. 
Yeah, for sure. And they're two diff- totally different types of sci-fi, too. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we need to stop judging people. <laughs> it doesn't matter which one you like more. Um, like what you like. Just, you know, you can even like both of them equally. That's totally fine, too. I, I mean, it's just, it really doesn't matter. Um, it's, yeah, where I live in <clears throat> um, Oklahoma, and we have our two main um, college football teams. We have OU and OSU. And there's, I mean, they, whenever OU and OSU play football against each other, they call that Bedlam Week and Bedlam Weekend because it's, I mean, you can be a fan of one or you can be a fan of the other. You cannot root for them both and you have to pick a side. You cannot say neither and you cannot say both. That's impossible. You can't do it. You have to pick one. If you are going to live in Oklahoma, you have to have a side. It's just, I mean, I don't care if you move here from like backwoods Africa. It does not matter. As soon as you move here and as soon as you become a resident of Oklahoma, you must pick a football team. That's just bottom line. You must. Um, So it's, you know, that it kind of strikes me as that same kind of competition between Star Wars and Star Trek is, you know, they just, you know, they, people tend to feel like you have to pick one or the other. And that's not necessarily true. I mean, you can pick both. I mean, you can enjoy epic fantasy and dark fantasy. You can enjoy sci-fi and romance. Why not be able to enjoy both Star Wars and Star Trek? I think that that was more prevalent earlier too it seems like no one really cares there's so much like entertainment now and everyone likes so many things yeah i yeah i um my husband and i rarely um argue about what to watch on tv or you know anything like that because there is so much i mean we have i think we've got like four streaming services yeah we have a few There's always something to watch. And, you know, if my husband wants to watch something that I don't really, I'm like, knock yourself out. It was like, I have a book I can read. I have Mm -hmm. projects I can work on. I, you know, I'm like, I will not hurt for something to do if you want to watch something on TV that I don't necessarily want to. So, um, you know, it's just, you just have to find that, that middle ground. And I think a lot of people are, you know, these days, especially are more black and white, like you must be um, one way or the other. And, you know, I just I don't, I don't see that, you know, I don't see the necessity of um, OU or OSU or Star Wars or Star Trek. It's like, you can love both. It's okay. So, um, I think before, I think when I had scheduled with you today, um, we had discussed having some book recommendations. Did you happen to come armed with some? I did. And then I brought them like to show visually and then I was like, oh wait, it's a podcast. <laughs> no, it's totally fine. I, I love seeing visually. So I can like read, and then I know the name. I'm really bad at like remembering titles and names and well, and then I get it's to go over nice. the cover, so I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Oh, love, love a good cover. I um, I think it was 
either last week or the week before, I think it was the week before last, um, my guest and I were talking about um, his book covers and how people judge a book by the cover. It's inescapable. And, you know, I think that indie authors especially um, have figured that out quicker really than anybody else. Everybody else is, you know, like the major publishers are just like, it, you know, the author is what matters and the genre is what matters. And no, 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 no. Marketing and your visual. <laughs> if you, if you are Stephen King, maybe you can get away with a bad cover, but you know, it's Stephen King has, you know, just this big, huge marketing team behind him. Okay. So book number one, what do you got? Okay. The one I'm in the middle of is Death of the Dawn. Oh, that's cool. Amanda King. It's a vampire book. I like vampires. I like Star Wars and I like vampires. Um, I'm in the middle of it. Vampires are fun. I love vampire books. Um, But so there she's like in a small village and there's like this legend of a vampire sleeping in a castle and then she accidentally wakes him. But I like how they do the vampire is he's like very like proper and like almost Victorian. I think it might be more like Middle Ages, but like that style. So he's very chivalrous. He's very chivalrous. And I like that. And they kind of like just get along. Um, But she provides him with blood. um, And then so he won't go and slaughter everyone. And so it's like this. I like it. I really hope there's another one. I'm not done with it though, but I hope it's still ready. I really like it, but it better be number one, number two. So it's called Dawn of the Death, uh, Death of the Dawn, Death of Death of the Dawn by Amanda King. Yes, okay, I'm gonna have to check it out. That that cover is so pretty. I know. I was looking at yeah. the the girl in the coffin. That's yeah. That's very cool looking. Very well done. Yeah, I love a good cover. I, there was, um, right when, um, A Curse So Dark and Lonely by Bridget Kemmerer came out, um, I think I saw it at the library and I had no clue what the book was about. I had no clue who this author was. I saw this beautiful, gorgeous blue cover with thorns all over it and, I, I had to. I'm like, I don't even care what this book is about. <laughs> I have to have it because that cover is so pretty. And so I got it and I read it and I loved it and um, le- I lent it to my mom. And, you know, I'm like, mom, just just chill. The, the cover looks weird and you may not be thrilled about the title, but just work with me here. Just just give it a shot. And I'm like, just trust me on this. And so she started reading it and she was like, yeah, she's like, I wasn't a fan of that title, but that book is so good. Like I told you. So she's almost to the point that, um, most of the time, I would say probably 97% of the time, if I tell her mom, you need this book, She'd be like, okay. And she'll just go on her Nook or her Kindle and just buy it. Um, 
because she's like, I trust you. She's like, I, you know what I like and you know the kind of stories I like. And, you know, so she, I think she did that with, um, my friend Jessica Pirro's book, um, Ascension of the Phoenix, uh, book one in the Phoenix trilogy. Um, cause I had just finished reading it and, um, just basically told my mom, you need this book and you will love this book. And she was like, okay. So she just goes on her Kindle, like right there and just buys it and completely sight unseen, had no clue what the story was about. Like nothing. She just knew I told her she would like it. Okay. Um, and so thankfully she loved it. <laughs> um, I would have felt really bad if she had come to me later and went, that book is terrible. I don't like it. Um, but it's it's such a fun story that I knew she she would like it. Um, but yeah, all three books are out in that trilogy now. And it's it's a really fun story. Like the main character, her name is Layla. And um, I had read the book right when I first started um, creating like book inspired candles and so I had all of these scents, these fragrance oils in my house. And I'm like, okay, I need a Phoenix candle. I have to have one. So I started um, like just going through my scents and found one that's uh, Sriracha and Sweet Orange. And so it has like that spicy Sriracha scent to it. I'm like, perfect. Layla is spicy, just like this scent. And it's, it was perfect. So, um, but yeah, that, you know, for book recommendations coming from me, The Phoenix Trilogy by Jessica Pirro. Um, I will be sure to put those in the show notes for everybody. My friend makes uh, candles and she made one for um, Death Mountain and Zelda. And it had that pepper smell. It's so weird smelling pepper in a candle, but it's like good. That's, yeah, that does sound, huh. I actually have two... Um, my one of my coworkers, um, my job, we get donations from various stores around my city, and um, he had a a couple little jars that one says salt on it and one says pepper. I'm guessing that at some point they were supposed to have little lids um, and little spoons or something, and you were supposed to be able to just put them on your table and you know people salt and pepper for your food. There's no lids. And so he told me that they were in our um, donation space. And he like, he was like, I think they might make good candles. And he was like, I don't know why. I just think they might. So I went in there and looked at him and I'm like, you know, they actually would. Because if I have a spicy scent in the one named pepper and like a, and I have one, I have, I have one scent that's sea salt and orchid. Like I could put sea salt and orchid in the one, and then I could put like a spicy scent in the other one. And then I'd have a set of, of candles salt and pepper. Huh. Okay. Um, so that's, I, I don't know if I'll be able to sell them as a set. I might just have them sitting at my house. I don't know. But, um, but yeah, that's what I, that was my, my thought. I'm like, I, I could do a salt and pepper candle set. That might be kind of fun. Okay. So book recommendation number two, what you got? Um, Spells and Sorcery by um, S. Usher Evans. It's like Sabrina the Teenage Witch. It gave me those vibes, but like the original 
like nineties. The the good one. The good one. <laughs> I, I tried watching the recent one. I tried watching the recent one and I just couldn't I couldn't do it. Yeah, she finds out on her fifteenth birthday that she is magical. And um so she has to, you know, figure out all this stuff. So it's really, it's got those vibes, but still like, you know, original and all her stuff. And I really like the, the author's really nice. I met her in person at Phoenix Comic-Con. And I think a couple oh, other nice. cons. Um, she used to be, I bought it because, um, what's Kevin J. Anderson has a uh, publishing company, small press. And so she was with them and I, I got the book. Awesome. I need to do I a love, reread. I love indie books. Indie books are my jam. Yeah. Okay, so that was Spells and Sorcery by S. Usher Evans. S. Usher Evans. Okay, I will be sure to put that in the show notes as well. I may need you to email me these. Yeah, I can um, do So that I will have like correct spellings and everything. Okay, so what do you. So let's see. When you find out you're magical, let me see if I can think of like a comparable recommendation of my own for that. Hmm. Find out your, might have to go searching through my Kindle. Um, so are you an author? You're an author as well, right? Yes. Okay. So let's, before we get to more book recommendations, let's talk about your book because I want to make sure that we are able to, um, talk about it and, um, let people know about it because it's part of the reason that I have people on the show is to talk about their books. So um, what gave you the inspiration for it and what is it about? Um, your most recent or, or if it's a series book one in the series so that yeah, we don't like, do spoil it. any. Book one. Um, it is a sci-fi Western. Is in, um, which Star Wars is a sci-fi western, uh, but also um, like Firefly and those kind of vibes, Trigun, if you watch anime. Um, I always loved those growing up, and so I was like, I need to, I need to write a sci-fi western. Uh, so mine's about Ellie, whose fiancé, she thinks, had something to do with the destruction of her home uh, country. Um, and so her and her best friend go and look for him and become bounty hunters and are searching for him to find out the truth of what happened to their people. Uh, is I just finished um, book three is out. I'm working on book four right now, and it's going to be a five book series. The fifth book I'll probably be doing a Kickstarter for and do like a special edition stuff. Um, but I'll probably be early next year just because of everything. <laughs> Life. <laughs> yeah. yeah my my friend daniel um we just talked a couple of weeks ago here on the podcast and he was talking about um the the kickstarters and stuff that he's done for for his two books and you know it's i had never really thought of doing something like that before but i i see the appeal of it because it's you know, one of the, one of the things that he raises money for is to make sure that he can pay for like quality editing. Um, you know, he, he raises enough that he can pay for like a quality cover. Um, because to him, those are the two probably most important things, 
you know, the cover is what gets somebody interested in the book, gets them to read that blurb, gets them to purchase the book. And then that editing is what keeps someone from returning or not finishing the book. And so, um, he talked about his process of, you know, creating his Kickstarter and, you know, the kinds of things that he, um, has created for it so that he can raise enough money to, um, to do that editing and the, the cover and everything. So. Yeah. People don't realize how much it comes out of pocket for self published. Oh yeah, for sure. Um, so what, so you're going to be doing a Kickstarter for a special edition. What do you have any idea of what kind of things you'll offer for the Kickstarter? Um, so it'll be early next year and I'm thinking of doing like, um, the reversible like hard covers. Uh, so like it, it'll have the, um, you know, the paper part that goes over the hard cover, the, the duster or dust cover. Um, that'd be two sided plus like the actual hard cover will have an image. Oh, nice. And so you only can get that if you do the Kickstarter. And I'm going to, as long as we like hit goals, I'll do them for all five books. So they, you can get a matching set. Then um, for the paperback, you can pick which cover you want, like the original or like the other two covers that are on the hardcover. And then some art and like maps and stuff. Oh, like very that. cool. And then I, you know, I want that too. And then having it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that sounds really cool. I, um, you know, I, I mention a lot that I'm a sucker for a good cover. I am almost a bigger sucker for a signed hard copy. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but, you know, I, I'm sitting here and I have like this big, huge collection and I just recently, um, got a um, it's a it's a proof still um because the author hasn't been able to uh, to get it completely published yet but i just recently got one of um no choice it's a book that i edited for my friend jimmy pete and when i unwrapped it i had no clue what the cover looked like when i unwrapped it i'm like okay that's a good cover not, you know, I, it wasn't a good cover in the same way that, um, you know, my reaction to like a curse, the dark and lonely or, um, a, a book that I read recently between ink and shadow has a really great cover. It's, you know, because they're more, um, intricate, I guess would be, you know, but no choice has a voodoo doll sitting on the front. And it's got pins in its head and each pin has a little um, icon, I guess, of each of the characters from the book. And so, yeah, um, so it's uh, over on my bookshelf and I can't quite get to it yet. But before we hang up, I will run over there and, and grab it so that you can show um, so that you can see it. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I, I opened it. I'm like, that is a good cover and took a picture of it, shared it on Twitter. I'm like, I cannot be the only one who thinks this is an awesome cover. You guys, I can't be the it's impossible because it's really great. Um, so back to, um, 
we're going to jump all over the place, I think, a little bit today. Um, but back to book recommendations, um, I had, I'm trying to find what the title of it is. Um, but it's a, it's a book series of either 12 or 15 books. It's a big series. And I grabbed book one. I think book one had been um, free at some point through like BookBub or Kindle or something. Um, but it's by Auburn. I know it's here somewhere. Let me see if I can search by author. Auburn Tempest. And... Um, Auburn Tempest and Michael something. It's Michael Anderley. Um, but book one. Ah. But basically in book one, the uh, main character is she um, is an, in an Irish family. And which, you know, this is March. So, um, with St. Patty's day coming, let's talk a little bit of Irish. Um, but she is, she's part of an Irish family and she and her brothers and her dad, um, moved to Toronto, Canada from, um, their tiny village in Ireland. And she finds out that, um, she and her whole family are descended from ancient druids and that she um, has inherited these abilities and these powers um, and these magical, this magic from the druids, but that her father had turned his back on all of it, which is why they moved to Toronto. And so she makes the decision that she wants to learn about all of that stuff. And so she basically tells her dad, I'm going to go see my grandparents in Ireland and I'm going to learn about this stuff and I'm going to figure out what it means for us. And so I think I've read, I for sure read through book three. I don't know that I've read past that. Um, <clears throat> but it's, you know, just gradually she, she learns what, what it means to be, um, a, a Druid, um, living in Toronto. And I think the name of this series is Chronicles of an Urban Druid, I think is what the name of the series is. Um, and it's either 12 or 15 books. Um, but each book I think is like less than 300 pages. So they're not real big. Yeah. Um, so they're not real big. I would say maybe, young or new adult. Um, I wouldn't, um, I wouldn't say they're, they're like purely adult. Um, if you're like probably 15 or 16, you would still enjoy it. Enjoy the series. Even if you're my age, I'm 41. Um, I enjoy the series. So it's, um, it's not one that if you're younger, it's inappropriate. There's plenty of books like that. This is, this series is not one of them. So um, that would be my my book recommendation for um, the finding out your magical um, yeah. theme that we had, wow. and it fits and it fits for March. So if you are looking for, um, I on my discussion forum on my website, I actually have the theme for March 
is um, for the Piggy Bookworm Book Club discussion, um, March is Irish month. So um, Irish authors set in Ireland, um, written by someone Irish, um, basically anything like that, just in honor of St. Patty's Day. So if you're looking for an Irish book, um, Chronicles of an Urban Druid, that would be that would be a good series to to read for the book club guys listeners. That one sounds good. Okay, so next book recommendation. We're gonna get lots of books in today. This is gonna be yes. fun. <laughs> um, am I allowed to do an anthology? I'm in. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so this is um, Once Upon a Name is a collection of short stories, and I'm in one of them. But I'm, I'm talking about everyone else's short story. <laughs> uh, but all the proceeds go to support liter- literacy efforts for Book Aid International. So we're not affiliated with them, but we decided to do it all for a nonprofit. But we did one of those, you know, those name generators online. Um, yeah. And they gave like, I don't even remember mine. <laughs> Oh, that was mine. So they gave you a name. It was like a name for your main character. Yeah, and so we had to write the a story based on it. Huh. Okay. What was mine? We and we have a second one coming out. I think it's this month or next month. I think it's this month. Um, called Twice. That's not Twice Upon a Name. Might be twice upon a name. So there's a sequel, and it's kind of like a mix up of like the names we had and those characters. So either like it's a continuation, or like their twin, or someone who had the same name in mess in like people think it's them. But mine is um, like a reincarnation. Oh, nice. So if you're like looking for some short stories that are. Fantasy, um, clean. Oh, there's one. Wait, my name's at the end. Aryan Artful, Demigod of the Dread Highlands. Oh, nice. <laughs> I Yeah, I don't read very many short story um, anthologies, but that one sounds really interesting. I might have to, everyone, have to check it out. Everyone did a great job. Um, I really like Becca Berg's in it. It was like based on, uh, it's called Salty Sweet. And we get like little name things each one. Aww. Um, and it was about a food competition, but it's like fantasy based. And I love, it was so cute. Huh. Okay. So cute. Uh, but they're all great authors. So like also, you know, check out their books. Um, I'll read it from. Okay. So that one is Once Upon a Name and it's an anthology. Yes. Is it available on, it's on Amazon, correct? Yes. Okay. Is it self-published or yes. small press? Through, some, through someone's like name, but yeah, self-published. Okay. Awesome. <clears throat> um, and if you live in Phoenix, there should be a couple of stores that carry it, Barnes & Nobles. Oh, that's cool. Um, the Barnes & Nobles here carry my books. Well, <laughs> that's, yeah, that's awesome. It was very satisfying to go in and sign. <laughs> it's for me. <laughs> yeah, I was telling my husband the other day that um, I wanted to open a um, a brick and mortar 
uh, bookstore here in, I live in Tulsa and, you know, I'm like, I would love to have a brick and mortar store that I sold just Indian self-published books. I would love to be able to do that, but I, that's just off in the future at some point. That's, that's not going to be anytime soon. So Indian self-published authors, I'm really sorry. Um, but you know, don't don't get your hopes up anytime soon. We're talking years in the future, so yeah, it's a lot. Of, it's a money commitment. It's also time commitment because I wanted to open up a shop for. Cause I also have a tea company, and I wanted to open up a physical shop. But like, I'd have to find people I trusted, especially for food items. You know, and it's like, yeah, no. That's, yeah, it's just, it's a really huge undertaking. My, my husband would love to own, uh, would love to start a restaurant mm-hmm. and, you know, we have like the, the theme of the restaurant and we have the, the food and, you know, we've got all of that figured out, but it's, you know, okay, we would have to find investors. We would have to find yeah. a space. We would have to, you know, find all of this and, you know, it's just. It would be, it would be a lot. And, you know, you do a restaurant with a bookstore. <laughs> oh, totally. Yeah. You know, you know, the, the bookstore on one side and the restaurant on the other. Um, but yeah, he would want, you know, like a, a small restaurant area, but then like a big kitchen. Um, yeah, so it's, you know, he's like the kitchen would have to be twice the size of the eating area. And I'm like, Okay, that's a lot. So um, let's, yeah, that's again, years off in the future. Hopefully it might happen someday. Um, it's still a dream of ours, but um, yeah, it would be, it would be a huge undertaking to, to find space and, and all of that. So, um, okay, so what's, okay. Let's go back to the the tea company. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about that a little bit because I <laughs> love tea. And um, what is it? What's it called? Do you have a, a space online where you sell or do you just like yeah. sell at your house or what's up with that? Um, it's called Foxcraft Apothecary. And I sell off through Etsy and I also do a lot of markets and well, not like farmer's markets, but like Comic-Cons and book events i sell tea and books come yeah phoenix comic con i'll be at um it's all like mostly nerdy it's nerdy and mythology based um we got black teas white teas green teas and herbal teas um, mostly started off doing mythology herbal teas but then avatar came out and i was like hey i'll do an avatar set and like I got a lot of sales in the Avatar, so then I, like, focused on fandom, but, like, more people are buying the mythology again, so I was like, yay, I can get back into That's doing awesome. that. Um, yeah, I I need a link to your to your Etsy shop. I gotta check this out. Yeah, for you sure. You can also buy my signed books. Awesome. Um, yeah, I love, yeah, I, I love signed books. Um <laughs> I, I have authors every once in a while, um, I'll have an author email me and say, you know, Hey, I'd love to send you a a copy of my book so you can read and review. And I'm like, I only accept free books if they're signed and they're signed hard copies. Cause otherwise I will just go by the Kindle and you know, 97% of the time I will still go by the Kindle, 
because I want to keep my signed copies pretty. Um, you know, I, I am, I, I hold a really unpopular book habit with my hard copy books. I am a spine breaker when I read hard copy books. And so if I'm reading a paperback, the, the paperback spine starts looking like, you know, mm -hmm. just broken and, you know, and I don't want to do that to my hard copy signed books. Yeah. So, um, you know, so I'll have, you know, an author send me a signed hard copy, but then I'll go on Kindle and I'll be like, okay, I got to keep my signed copy pretty. So I'm going to buy the Kindle <laughs> and I will read the Kindle. <laughs> and then, you know, so then I can just look at all of my nice, gorgeous, hard copy signed books over on my bookshelf um, I get them. <laughs> and, and keep them, keep them pretty. So, yeah. So even if I went on Etsy and bought the hard copy signed books, I would still probably go on Kindle and buy the, <laughs> buy the Kindle books just to keep my signed copies pretty. Um, but yeah, I, I loved the, um, the, the sense and the, the, flavors, I guess, of tea that are based on other things. Because um, yeah, I do that with my candles. So it's, you know, fun just finding flavors and, and scents and stuff that inspire you from, from a book or from a movie or something. So what is your favorite out of all of your flavors of tea? I got a couple. Um, I have a Mad Hatter tea because I have an Alice in Wonderland series. And so like that's in, I, I make tea and like in my series, I usually mention tea. So then I make that tea. Um, but it's uh, green tea and black tea mix, which a lot of tea purists are like, no, but don't worry. There's only like two teas I make that are mixed. <laughs> okay. It's okay. I promise. Um. But it, it's like blackberry, strawberry, black currant uh, flavoring in it as well with um, roses. And it tastes totally different if you have it like with no cream or sugar. It tastes more like green tea. But if you put like cream and sugar, you, you taste more of the black tea come out. It's really fun, I think, for a Mad Hatter. Yum. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I, I might need that one. Um, you said strawberry and I just like, yes. I'm near cat. Totally, totally perked up. Um, and yeah, I had a, I had a friend that um, was supposed to um, totally flaked on me, um, but he was supposed to make me um, some strawberry barbecue sauce. And yeah, he totally flaked. I never got my strawberry barbecue sauce. Um, I was not happy about that. I even reminded him several times that I was supposed to get my strawberry barbecue sauce and he kept blowing me off. So I finally gave up and never got my strawberry barbecue sauce. Um, I might have to, I might have to figure out how to make my own because basically anything strawberry flavored, don't at me, you guys, except strawberry ice cream. Um, I'm not a fan of strawberry ice cream. Oh, really? I don't know why, but any, basically anything flavored strawberries, um, or scented strawberries or just the fruit strawberries, you know, um, basically anything strawberry related, chances are I'm going to love it except strawberry ice cream. Have yet to figure, figure that out. But, um, but yeah, as soon as you said that the tea was strawberry flavored, I'm like, okay, 
must check it out. So you might have to, you might have a sale here pretty soon on your, um, so yeah, I will need a, a link to your Etsy shop as well so that I can get that in the show notes, um, for everybody uh, so that they can come check out your Mad Hatter tea that's flavored like strawberries and black currant and blackberries. The, and I, when, we, when we were in LA, um, we went to little Tokyo and they had, you know how in Japan they have those really expensive strawberries that they like breed perfectly. No. They, oh, no. <laughs> they, they like breed, they, they're supposed to be like the best strawberries in the world. There's ones that are like, for one strawberry, it's like really, really expensive. But they had a little pack for like 20. But I had, we were going to come back, so we didn't want to carry the strawberries. And then we totally forgot. I want to know what they taste like. Is it worth 20 bucks for just a few strawberries? I would think probably so. Like, I need to know I, what these strawberries taste like. So when we go back to LA, I'm like, I'm going to get those strawberries. Because I need to know. You're going to have to tell me that if they're they're worth 20 bucks, you'll have to let me know. (laughs) I'll I'll get this email one of these days, and you'll just be like in the email and just say, it was worth it. Uh, (laughs) Not every day, but like as a nice delicacy. (laughs) (laughs) One a a day for like, you know, a week. And then, you know, okay, 20 bucks for seven strawberries. Awesome. (laughs) <laughs> we also had like a cantaloupe I think or something along a melon line it was like 80 bucks I wouldn't get that I'm not a melon fan <laughs> 80 bucks for wine that's a lot yeah it was they yeah I yeah I have trouble spending over 10 bucks for a bottle of wine I'm like I I don't need the fancy stuff the fancier the wine chances are the more I'm gonna dislike it um i tried um i tried a merlot one time because i i was just feeling fancy i guess and i i tried a merlot and i had no clue that merlot is served at room temperature and i'm like okay i was this close to putting ice in my wine because it was so gross and it was the the dry wine and so you would take a sip of it and it would feel like it was just like sucking all the moisture out of your mouth and i yeah i i finished that one glass and i'm like i am not a merlot person i can't do it give me my white zinfandel or my sangria (laughs) either one of those long as i can put it in the fridge and drink it cold we're good um and I did um, try a, I think it's a Chablis, I think is what it's called. It's a white wine. Um, and I got it, my husband and I went to Orlando on our honeymoon and did one of the wine tours and tastings. Um, and I think that was one of the ones um, that I that I bought. Um, but yeah, I think it's a Chablis. It's like C-H-A-B-L-I-S or something like that. I think it's been the name of it and the type of it. Um, I don't drink a whole lot of white wine, but that one was actually really good. So, um, total tangent. We just went on a wine tangent. <laughs> wine goes with books. Wine goes with books. Yes, absolutely. Um, have a glass of wine and read a book. Um, perfect self-care day, you guys, just in case you needed, um, some some self-care ideas um just grab a grab a glass of wine read a book there you go done perfect for a saturday 
I'm more um, of a Scotch fan. You're a, oh, a Scotch. <laughs> I don't do much, um, like plain alcohol. Like I will do either wine or I will do mixed, mixed drinks. Um, my husband and I, um, neither one of us drinks much at all. Um, I know we're sitting here talking about wine, but I honestly couldn't tell you the last time I actually had alcohol. (laughs) Um, cause we just, we don't drink often, but we discovered a, um, a mixed drink that it's, um, the way that they make it, if you order it in a bar, the way that they make it is, um, Bailey's Kahlua and half and half. Um, and it's like a shot of Bailey's, a shot of Kahlua, and then they fill the rest of it up with half and half. And it's like Bailey's Kahlua and cream, I think is what they call it. Um, my husband and I decided, um, to try making it at our house. And so we went and got the Irish cream liqueur and the, the coffee liqueur, we did not splurge on the Baileys and Kahlua, <laughs> just in case you're wondering. Um, that was, that would have been pricey. But, um, and then instead of the cream, instead of the half and half, we got vanilla almond milk. And, oh, uh, so good. I, yeah, I'm sitting here thinking I might have to go to the liquor store. Okay. Because that's, yeah, that sounds really good. Um but that's, you know, when, when we choose to drink, which is rare, um, that's usually our, our go-to drink that, you know, it cause it, it, yeah. I mean, it's so good and it's light enough that, um, you know, you can taste a little bit of the liquor and you can taste like a little bit of the, the coffee and the Irish cream, but it's not so full of alcohol that one drink's going to get you sloshed. So it's, you know, it's just like that perfect little sipping drink. Um, yeah, Bailey's, that, you know, good ship. Bailey's alone with some milk is like a good sipping drink. Just like on Bailey's, Bailey's is one of those that I will drink straight. I will just I drink. Bailey's. Definitely drink I, I would drink Bailey's on the rocks. Just, just straight Bailey's poured, you know, poured over some mm-hmm. ice. Um, I would do that. Um, I have done it, but it's one of the few, like there's very, very, very few alcohols that I will just sip straight like that because most of them have such a strong alcohol taste. It's like, just put it in some Sprite at the very least, you guys, come on. (laughs) Well, I'm just downing my, not downing, but like sipping my scotch. (laughs) Yeah, you you just you enjoy your scotch, and I will enjoy my Baileys, and we'll just you know we'll be good. Um, yeah, I was I was telling you earlier before we started recording that usually my cat just like goes down to the end of my bed and just curls mm-hmm. up and goes to sleep. Yeah, he's down there sacked out. Mm-hmm. I, I keep glancing, I keep glancing at him, and he now he knows I'm talking about him because his head popped up. He's, he's like, "Are you talking about me?" You're not supposed to talk about me. I'm over here sleeping. Um, but yeah, I, I call him my little mini co-host because um, he just, you know, comes in, hangs out. He doesn't, um, you know, I'm in here recording and he doesn't need to be like up in my space. He just needs to be near me because um, he doesn't do closed doors very well. So um, that's 
you know, and just, and there for a while, he was not allowed in here because he would just come in here and act a fool. He would run around the room, knock stuff over and, you know, get in the window and make all sorts of noise. And I'm like, I am trying to record a podcast. You need to (laughs) calm yourself. And I think after a few times of me kicking him out and leaving him out, I think he's finally figured out that, okay, if I want to hang out with mom while she's recording, I need to stay calm and I need to, <laughs> I need to like let her do her thing. <clears throat> um, okay. So we've got about eight minutes left or so. Um, real quick. Um, how many books do you have published currently? You said you were working on book four right now. Of the series, I have um, 26 books published. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, can you real quick, real quick list them off, and then I will need that emailed to me so that I can add those to the show notes as well. I'll, I'll talk about the series and name the first book. Okay. So first, um, my most popular is the Daughter of Hades series. It's about the Daughter of Hades. First book's called Endangered. <laughs> It's about Chris and she, again, is the daughter of Hades and Persephone, um, but no one knows that she exists because Zeus, um, someone, I don't remember who I put in the book, prophesized um, that the daughter of the dead or like um, the underworld would take down Zeus. So he's like, no, you cannot have any kids, Hades. And he wasn't supposed to, but then he did. So he kept her in hiding. But then she gets in a big fight with Persephone and decides to check out the mortal realm because that's where Persephone goes half the year. Um, And she's like, no one will notice. It's just a couple days, you know. But of course, someone notices. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Gotta Um, love the chaos that the daughter of Hades wreaks on the mortal world. That would be that would be fun. And so she, um, but that series, there's a four, that one's a four book series. And then I have a sequel series There are two books and that's the queen of the underworld series. Um, Cause I ended book four and was like, I can't leave it off like that. <laughs> so, but it was like, while I was writing, I was like, everyone, Oh, this is the last book. And then I'm like, Oh wait, I can't, I can't leave you guys like that. I can't. Can't you read it easily? Okay, I see why she gets to the last chapter and goes, "Oh, never mind." <laughs> Two more yeah, books. I, I I finished a a series earlier this year. Um, you know, I I had decided for 2023 that it was going to be the year of finishing series because <laughs> um, I've got you know I have so many series that I would start like you know, book one, or I'd get to like book three and, you know, it'd be like this big, huge series. And I'd be like, okay, I can't. And so I would never finish the series. And so this year I am, you know, trying to actually like finish series. And one, I finished earlier this year, it was a four book series, finished the series and find out, yeah, there's a sequel series. So there you go. Set in the same world, same main character. And I'm like, we don't do it on purpose. (laughs) Awesome. So now there's another four books that I need. Great. Thanks. Awesome. Um, But it's, um, I'll real quick mention it. It's the Network Series by Katie Cross. Um, You've 
um, if you follow me on Twitter, um, you probably have seen me mention it a couple of times, but um, it's book one is Miss Mabel's School for Girls. Book two is um, I've seen it. I've seen the title listed two different ways, so I'm not sure what the recent title is. But one is Alcara Awakening and the other one is Antebellum Awakening. I I don't know what happened there, um, but it's it's mentioned both ways. So I have no idea. Um, and then book three is The High Priest's Daughter and book four is War, War of the Networks. Um, and so it's a really, really, really good series. I would say, um, I would say probably young adult. Um, would be, um, cause it's like super, super, super clean. Um, and it's, I mean, it's just a really good series. And then I finished it and she's like, oh yeah, if you want to continue the story, it's this series over here, another four bucks. <laughs> we don't do it on purpose. Thanks. Probably the same was like, oh wait. <laughs> yeah. She, I'm guessing she probably did the same that you did and was like, I can't leave it like this. They must continue the story. And so, yeah, it's like, Thanks. Awesome. Um, so where, um, we've got a couple minutes left. I stole some of your time. I'm so sorry. Um, where can people find you online to come hang out and, um, come see you and say hi? Um, I got Instagram. It's at Danny Hoots author. Um, all my social media is that. So I have TikTok, I have Twitter, but I don't really, I use Twitter, but no one interacts. (laughs) Oh no! I don't like people interact all the time with me. (laughs) Just never got Twitter. I have to tell people to come say hi on Twitter. It's fine. I don't really post much, or I don't really post too much book stuff. I need to. I'm more on Instagram, and I need to get back into TikTok. Um, I'm also on Facebook, and then I have a Facebook group. So if you go to my page at Danny or Danny Hood's author, um, there should be the groups button. Okay. Uh, Awesome. Yeah. So you're mostly on Instagram? Yeah. I'm pretty. Okay. I'll have, to, I'll have to come make sure I'm following you on Instagram. Um, I don't get on Instagram very often. Um, I I have trouble seeing you. You were saying you have trouble interacting on Twitter or yeah. And I have trouble yeah. interacting on Instagram. I'm like, <laughs> I don't get engagement on Instagram. I just, I don't know what is up with that. Um, Probably because I'm just not great at beautiful photos. I see all the beautiful photos and I'm like, that will never be me, you guys, like ever. Um, I can maybe do the, um, the manipulation and I can make a photo look really pretty, but it's not one I took myself. (laughs) There's just no way. I get that. (laughs) It was, um, it was, it's funny. I, I have like a. I'm going to join the 501st, which is a cosplay group for Star Wars. And so I, like, got my Instagram for it ready. And so right now I'm just, like, posting memes, Star Wars memes. So I have, like, what, 30 followers. My mo- One of my recent Star Wars memes has reached 15,000 people and has 1,000 likes. And I'm like, why can't this happen on my <laughs> Why can't this happen anywhere else? Yeah, I I get the, you know, especially on Twitter. I'm like, I get the the weirdest tweets will get the the most interaction. 
Like I, I sent one out one time that was like, okay, I have to know how much are eggs where you live? Because they're like $15 here right now. And it, I wanted it for me. It was $15 here. A dozen eggs was $15. It was in the midst of the bird flu. Yeah, it was insane. I'm like, I love eggs. Not enough to pay $15 for a dozen. And it was crazy. And so I needed to know, like, how much are eggs where other people live? It went practically viral. It was just like, it was insane how many people were like retweeting and like commenting. And I'm like, okay, where are you guys when I want to talk about my blog and my website? Mm -hmm. Seriously. (laughs) Like, what happened? Um, okay, so we are we are about out of time, and thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today with tons of book recommendations, and I will be sure to get all of your books listed in the show notes for everybody uh, so that they can come check you out in your, your tea shop. Um, I can't wait to come tea shopping. That'll be so <laughs> fun. Um, but yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for coming and chatting with me today. Thank you a lot for having me. <laughs> I, I look fun. forward to checking out your books. They, uh, Daughter of Hades sounds really interesting. So I'm definitely yeah. going to have to check that out. I'm excited because most of it takes place in London. We're going to London next month. So I get to go oh, back nice. and like, I need to write down all the stuff I talk about and go to it. <clears throat> oh, yeah, of course. Um, okay, so yeah, so I need I need pictures of London. Um, can't <laughs> wait for that. Um, okay. So I will, um, I will get all of this uploaded. Once I have it posted, I will be sure to tag you and let you, um, know the link and everything so that you can share and so people can come listen. Um, but again, thank you so much for, for coming and chatting with me today. It was a blast. Thank you again. I will talk to you soon. Bye. See you. Bye. (laughs) Bye.